he was the friction point, I believe, in all of this, and someone that I knew would have a problem. So when I went to discuss it with him and tried to explain what was going on or bring up the idea of a partner or of someone that I was seeing, it got very toxic very quickly. Welcome to Beyond Us, a podcast where we have open, authentic, and honest conversations about everyday things. We're all about moving beyond ourselves and learning about the world through the lens of everyday people. This podcast is produced and recorded on the traditional stolen lands of the Musqueam, Kikite, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Kwikwetlem First Nations. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hussein. And welcome to Beyond Us. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Us. Today we are recording at Lafarge Lake in Coquitlam. Inside Hussein's car. Inside Hussein's car. This is our first time recording an episode in person, actually. All of the other episodes we've done have been over Zoom. So this is a different, a little bit of a different setup for us. For a special reason. Yes. Um, and the special reason is that we are talking about something that is a little bit challenging to talk about. Um, it's a pretty tough part of our lives. Um, and it kind of continues on from the last episode related to our interracial and interfaith relationship. You know, last episode, we talked a lot about some of the strengths of our relationship, some of the beautiful parts that have come out of um, having all of these intersecting identities within our relationship. And we also talked a lot about how we make these differences, how, how we make it work, really, mm-hmm. as it, within the relationship. Um, but this part of our uh, relationship is one of the elements that has been a little bit new and has been very challenging to navigate that we felt that is very important for us to shed some light on. Because I think when we were going through it, we found it really difficult not having not knowing that there are shared experiences and that others are going through similar things. So we felt that it's important to share a little bit about what it is that we're going through. And that is the challenges of um, our interracial and interfaith relationship. And in specific, the nuances that family um, and family dynamics have on us and our relationship. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, expanding on our past conversation where it was about us, Today, we'll be diving into the family element, which, yeah. like we're prefacing, has a lot of challenges um, yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you start us off mm-hmm. and share what you want about our situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see where we go with this conversation. <laughs> so if you tuned into the last episode, you know that... Um, Stephanie and I are in a interfaith and interracial relationship uh, for the past few years and have been making really big strides to work on our relationship between the both of us. I think one of the biggest reasons we have been able or wanted to work on ourselves, and I'm looking at Stephanie right now uh, in real life, so this is kind of a, an interesting conversation right now, but the reason why we wanted to develop ourselves or and the relationship between us two so deeply was because of the challenges specifically I was having um, in my family's acceptance or my family's lack of acceptance around this relationship. You know, as a as a Muslim or someone growing up in a Muslim household, 
the expectations of a child when finding a relationship or uh, finding a partner is very different from the Western perspectives mm -hmm. of from dating to mm -hmm. getting to know someone to uh, eventual marriage. Um, and there's so many nuances and this conversation can go on forever. But a little primer is that I had a really hard time in the few first few years to open up to my family about this relationship. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was in hiding. A lot of it was, you know, I'm at school, I'm with, but I'm with Stephanie and those kind of things. So, you know, it came down to the point where I, I said, I'm going to talk to my dad and, and discuss it because he was the friction point, I believe, in all of this. And someone that I knew would have a problem. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so when I went to discuss it with him and try to explain what was going on or bring up the idea of a partner or of someone that I was seeing, it got very toxic very quickly and it went very downhill. Um, you know, Stephanie is does not identify as Muslim. She's not of a similar race as me. Uh, she just didn't align with what my dad wanted mm -hmm. from me. And you can already see or the listeners can already see how this is uh, would be a problem. So right now what I'm facing is that my dad doesn't accept our relationship mm -hmm. um, and I've tried multiple times to discuss it with him and mm -hmm. um, navigate these problems or issues in a way that is healthy for everyone. But that wasn't working out mm -hmm. and that hasn't been working out and we've been trying for about a year now to make things work, mm -hmm. make things um, mutually respectful. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not looking for him to love you or... Uh, you know, respect you even mm -hmm. just to leave us alone <laughs> to allow me to make my own decisions yeah you know um, 24 now uh, we've been in a relationship for a long time and I'm getting to the age where I should be able to make my own decisions yeah. and make my own mistakes <clears throat> yeah. yeah so the brief problem is that in, uh, in short form is that my dad doesn't accept this relationship and that causes a lot of tension yeah. uh, in my household and how he treats me and how he treats others in my family. And it affects this relationship that me and Stephanie have. Yeah. You know, you want to be loved by my family. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, everyone would want to seek some sort of acceptance from their partner's family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, period, right? I think one of the things that I think perhaps you might have forgotten to mention is the fact that you know he that your dad has never actually met me you know he you can he only knows about me through you and through the things that you told him mm. and because the um the situation got toxic so quickly there really weren't a whole lot of things that you could actually sh you actually shared with him you know some of those key identity pieces about me and like my upbringing and everything and like what I'm doing in my life were some of the key things that you were able to bring up to him. Um, but like, I think the, the important part here is that, you know, he, he doesn't actually know me. Um, yeah. And he, and he doesn't want to, um, you know, meet me or converse with me in any sort of way. Yeah. He's, uh, he's come to uh, the conclusion that, meeting you would not add to his decision yeah and let me tell you we've gone through many conversations yeah. between the us to us to you know delving into what he says and yeah. how that makes us feel and 
the fact that he doesn't want to meet you yeah. the fact that there there is no opportunity to see the real you yeah um hurts a lot and has been hurting a lot and um because it's happened for a while now we've accepted it and are moving on but uh i remember in the very beginning that being a very difficult situation for us to go through and to process and eventually led us to going to therapy and those kind of things mm-hmm. how how does this make you feel uh it moving, makes me m- moving beyond kind of what what the situation is how do you feel about the situation i feel like the situation and we've talked about this before um, is an extension of the growing process that i have to go through with my dad you know my dad doesn't want to let go of the authority he holds over his children regardless of how old they are mm-hmm. and that causes us the kids to go through a lot of um stress and anxiety and eventually hiding mm-hmm. our true selves in those family situations mm-hmm. so after a lot of processing you realize that what he is fighting for is control mm-hmm. over his kids decisions over how he wants his kids to act and be with and how he wants his grandchildren or to to work with um so and i've i've, and I've come to that conclusion and yeah. and another conclusion that i've come to is that that isn't the reality that i want to live yeah it's sad it's unfortunate i want to be um you know this proud son that my dad appreciates and loves forever but it comes a point where i as a son have to create my own boundaries and live my life truthfully and honestly how i want to be living i don't disrespect him i've never disrespected him i i appreciate him fully i i love him completely but the expectations he has in specific to this situation i feel are a step too far right as an adult you should be able to make mistakes mm-hmm. which also means you should be able to make your own decisions mm-hmm. without that opportunity no one can grow mm-hmm. so with that conclusion what i'm asking for is personal autonomy mm-hmm. agency over my own life mm-hmm. and the opportunity to decide how i want to move forward in this life mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. And that isn't something that came naturally. <laughs> that isn't something that came, you know, you take one sleep and you're all good. Yeah. Right? This is this is a year may no, I will say like probably longer than longer, a year. Longer, year, years plural. Yeah. Um of 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 um regret of um pain of feeling like you're a mistake or the mistake or um and this is just me. We we'll get into you later on, but me individually went through a lot of pain and uh my and my dad's relationship has changed a lot since that time when I opened up and tried to find this autonomy. You know, this it's turning you know, I'm I'm going into my adult life. So that was a lot of pain and it's another reason why I went into therapy because I'm trying to break away from this relationship I this toxic relationship I'll say with my dad mm-hmm. and the dynamic he plays in my life. Yeah. So with that I wanted to give you space to explain a little bit about how you felt or how this evolution that I just explained was experienced in your yeah perspective. Yeah. 
Oh, how do I even start? <laughs> Where do you start? At what point? Where do you wrap it up exactly? This is an ongoing journey, by the way. Yeah. This I is mean, an ongoing journey. This is something happening at this very moment. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think it will always be an ongoing journey for us, right? Like, we talked about this a little bit the other day, but, like, this part of our lives isn't, isn't ever going to close, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, it's just something that we have to learn to navigate and to learn to develop the tools to process it individually especially you as the son in the situation but also um within the context of our relationship too right i mean i think it's such a challenging situation because i mean first off how i felt about the whole thing you know sad disappointed angry upset worried anxious about the future like you name it all i've i've experienced those emotions Mm -hmm. through this experience um it fluctuates it it definitely like doesn't stay the same in any situation like it depends on the day depends on the situation depends on what happens and everything um but it's really complex because i think you know at the start of our relationship we this was something that was a was a kind of a touch point already. Like we, we knew, knew on day one. Yeah, that we it was going one. to be something that we would have to experience. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I was actually really worried about in relation in regards to my parents as well. I am very grateful and very lucky that my parents have wholeheartedly accepted you and have done that for the last couple of years and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But there was still some sort of anxiety there from when we first started our relationship, right? So I had a lot of, in some ways I had a lot of deep understanding of what you were going through in terms of the anxiety about bringing up something like this to your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at some point in time, I think it was around like, the fourth year of our relationship it was like i knew that we had to i knew we had to take that step i yeah. knew that we you needed to talk to your parents about this because eventually like this was going to go into a long like a direction for of forever right and it wasn't on i wasn't really prepared to say okay like you know we're gonna tell them the day before we decide to get married or tell them the day before we decide to move out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I felt that it was really important to work on that mm-hmm. and to go into it with the level of, I guess, hope that there would be understanding and acceptance from both of your parents and your family. Um, so that was definitely a challenge because going through that process and like working up to you being able to have that conversation with your parents was also a journey of itself, I think, Um, because there was a lot of like pre-conversations that you've had, a lot of conversations with other family members that you had to have before you talked to your dad. Mm -hmm. And I think that those, those situations and those conversations were definitely really important. Um, But it was really hard to navigate that like navigating like what to do and everything i'm kind of rambling here (laughs) 
Um, but, you know, I think when it comes to, like, your dad and, like, the un the unacceptance that he's shown towards me, it makes me feel really sad. And I think what makes me feel really sad is the fact that it impacts you so much. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, knowing that this will continue to impact you. I told you this before, but one of the biggest worries that I had going into this was that you would, if your relationship with your dad goes sour because of our relationship, that one day down the road, when we encounter challenges, that you might feel that, like you might hold. Resent. Kidding. Yeah, you might resent me. Yeah. Um, and that was a very valid feeling. Yeah. And I I thought about it too. Yeah. yeah. Can I jump in? Yeah. 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 One of the reasons why we even decided to tell my parents now rather than when we want to get married or move out or take those big steps was because we didn't want to make a decision that ended in resent mm -hmm. or in guilt mm -hmm. or in regret. Mm -hmm. Everyone says communication is so important mm -hmm. both of us prescribe to it wholeheartedly that communication is the most important thing yeah. in any relationship yeah so we carried that forward and we we tried to talk to my dad about it and yeah. i brought it up and i said this is a thing so we came into the conversation like you said with a lot of hope it didn't work yeah and i had multiple conversations it didn't work you went through a lot of hurt because of that i went through a lot of hurt because of that you felt my pain and this cycle yeah. continued for months and months and months. And every week I remember the same cycle happening. Mm. My dad would get mad at me. I'd try to talk to him. We'd go through a stint in the relationship where me and my dad wouldn't be talking. Yeah. He'd try to reheal the relationship. Things would normalize. And then another problem would occur. Another uh, discussion or another uh, argument. And the cycle would happen. And I'm talking like this is um, in the past, but not in the past. This is an ongoing cycle. Yeah. The space between the cycles has expanded or yeah. um, lengthened, but it's still a thing. Yeah. Moving forward, and this is all thanks to therapy. <laughs> the biggest thing that I can do for both of us and the biggest thing that, that we can do for each other is to decentralize my dad yeah. from our relationship. As long as we put the heightened importance of this whole relationship on my dad, we'll never be truly happy. Yeah. There will always be this guilt and regret and hope that he would come around. Yeah. Rather than working on ourselves yeah. and expanding our relationship and our strengths and our weaknesses and addressing those. Decentralizing him is not easy because we obsessed over it and we strategized over it for years before this. Yeah. And all of a sudden the therapist comes in and says, stop doing that. Yeah. Decentralize him. Take him away from the center of your obsession around this relationship. This relationship is no longer about you being the best persons for each other. It's now you being the best people to prove to your dad yeah. that, that this relationship is valid. Yeah. Any common sense person can see that that isn't yeah. how to live life. Yeah. It's, this is actually one of the first times 
we've tried to recount yeah. some of these experiences. And it can feel rambly, like you said, because there are so many nuances and so many sub-stories and sub-categories of this that make it so complex. It's hard. There's so many things that have happened and so many conversations that have happened that just make it almost impossible to like fully encapsulate the entire experience of this. I just know that it's, it's been very difficult for us to navigate. And there were a lot of times where I was angry and sad and just like questioning everything and questioning yeah like like why is this why is the case like how could someone make a judgment on me without even knowing me like how can someone even have that perspective on me Mm -hmm. and i think that it's i'm very grateful that we've both done the steps to kind of process this but it's going to be like an ongoing thing that we will need to ex- like experience. And there are things that I'm still discovering about this that have just recently come up. One of the things that I think perhaps I can share um, that is more of a, a recent um, discovery, like literally just over the last month, is how this has impacted, how this experience has, had, has impacted my budding relationship with spirituality mm-hmm. and my conception or my notion of the religion that you have without going into too many details it's just been one of those things where it's been kind of easier to just say like oh it's the religion that has been making it difficult it's because i'm not religious that my dad doesn't accept you yeah And then that leads me to have more questions about why that is the case. And like, as someone who is religious, how can, how can he have that judgment on me? And that has made me in ways hypercritical of every other element of your religion and has made me not really feel, it has made me feel unsafe around people of your religion. Even if they haven't given me any other reason to feel unsafe, I f- feel incredibly judged. I feel like I'm on display. And I know that that's a very like self-centered way of looking at things, but it's one of the byproducts of this situation. And one of the things that have, one of the experiences that has happened oh, like very recently is literally like me being in a space where there were several new folks that I've never met before, but who you know through the Muslim community in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And me reflect, and we were reflecting on this backward afterwards, and you were saying that you felt incredibly safe in that environment. But I felt completely opposite. I did not feel safe at all. And it, it, that part makes me feel really upset and really sad too, because this is something that is really new to me. And being able to ask questions and have conversations with a variety of different folks is really important to me. And I felt like this, this thing with your, with your dad and with your family has made it more difficult for me to connect to that part of me as well as that part of our relationship. And I mean, it's something that we're still, I'm still working on. There's a lot of like, you know, I need to 
let myself kind of heal from that experience before I jump into having more conversations about religion and spirituality. Um, but yeah. One of the things I can I can say about that, and we talked a little, little bit briefly about this experience of you not feeling comfortable in Muslim spaces or coming to the conclusion that the traumas that we're going through with the relationship and my dad has directly impacted the idea of spirituality and religion and your perceptions of Islam. Mm -hmm. We can say that, mm -hmm. right? That exact feeling is something that I, in the very beginning of this process, did not want to happen. Yeah. It's like it, it was the biggest fear in my books for you to begin to uh, not dislike Islam, but, but resent. resent it. I, resent to me is such a, a powerful emotion and it's such a sad emotion to me. To feel resent is to feel some deep pain and to have resent is something that um, you know someone went through a trauma or a difficult moment. So my biggest fear came true. Yeah. We went through the situation. I didn't want you to have a negative opinion about Islam because of how I identify, which is uh, Muslim, and you felt it. Yeah. So what do we do now? Thankfully, our number one rule in these kind of things is to communicate. Yeah. And you communicated to me that you're feeling this yeah. and that you had these, these thoughts. And the sensible thing for me to do and what I did, thankfully, again, probably thanks to therapy, <laughs> was affirm your feelings and give both of us space to process that individually and together when the time is right, depending on the day, depending on the week, if something came up that we wanted to share. Yeah. But realizing that this was a problem and that this did occur and it wasn't because of any other reason other than the relationship and the trauma it was um, doing to us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. Am I making sense to listeners? I, I hope so. I, hope so. <laughs> I know that the story has gotten to be very like all over the place. And I think it just goes to show how all over the place this experience has been for us. We've like constantly been learning and learning new things about us as people and being challenged by that every day. And it's just, it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind definitely a whirlwind i do have to say though that the one of the saving factors or saving grace of this entire experience is silver lining the silver lining is the fact that we did take a long time before we involved your family in particular um and to me that was really important because the first you know three four years of our relationship and us knowing each other was solely spent on understanding each other and understanding our values as people and who we are as individuals. And that was really important to us. And I think it's the one thing that has allowed us to, that as well as therapy, that has allowed us to sustain our relationship in a way that is still really healthy and fruitful for both of us. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have the skills to navigate these conversations or the complexities of this, I don't think we would have, we would be able to last through this experience because mm -hmm. it's been just, it's been such a challenging experience. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, a lot of the first few years was us developing this trust in each other. Yeah. This trust that we had the skills yeah. 
to navigate a tough situation like this. We always say if we try to involve my dad earlier in the relationship, yeah. we wouldn't have made it here. Yeah. We say that. And it and I agree because those few years in the beginning were all about us. Yeah. All about making sure that we were the right persons for each other. Yeah. Irregardless of other people, whether that be family, friends, anyone like that. Yeah. And at the end of the day that's to me that's one of the most important pieces because at the end of the day our relationship is between me and you no matter what happens with family and I was literally just talking about this to my dad this morning my dad was asking me about it again this really? morning yeah and he and he was like you know literally at, you know my dad's already in his mid 60s and you know I'm the eldest in the family so I'm the one who's kind of been the farthest along in these conversations but you know he was saying to me he's like you know Stephanie like this is like your relationship is going to be for your entire life. He's he literally he's like I'm going to be here for another like 10-15 more years. Like as a parent, he's not in this relationship. He's on the periphery, he's on the sidelines as a very well as a very connected individual but he's not in this relationship and i think that's the most important at the end of the day our relationship is between me and you and to know and to be able to develop those skills and to understand each other's values and be able to work through that is still the most important part through through everything i think again these are not thoughts and emotions that came overnight yeah we went through so many nights of tears yeah. and anxiety yeah. and fear that this relationship wouldn't work out yeah because of external factors and we hated the idea that someone else could ruin us yeah i think what your dad said about this relationship being about us is amazing i love your dad <laughs> everything he says makes so much sense I I really feel like he's further along in the journey of parenthood than my dad even though my dad has sons who are older yeah. who have uh, who are married who have children mentally your father has been able to understand the complexity of a life course yeah I really think that Whenever I have challenging days around this conversation, you know what I think about? No. I think about us. Regardless of anyone else, the skills and the growth we've had the yeah. past few years is what convinces me that we'll be okay. Yeah. Right? The the fact that we had weeks and months of severe anxiety and severe fear and just thoughts of hopelessness around the situation and we were able to get out of it mm-hmm. and in, and in, and be introspective to a point that we found the silver lining mm-hmm. is telling me that we're able to push through mm-hmm. any situation like this are there any lessons here there are can i conceptualize them right now probably not <laughs> Um maybe that's another episode to go through the lessons of how we actually handled this but I think one of the la- maybe perhaps one of the last things that we'll touch on um is the whole idea of grace and empathy 
throughout this whole thing, although I know I felt a lot of sadness and anger, I also held a lot of grace and empathy for your dad. And it, that wasn't hard for me, actually. It wasn't difficult for me to be empathetic to your dad because, and partially it's because of this like super close relationship that I have with my dad and understanding his journey through parenthood and the numerous conversations he's had with me about how as a parent you feel anxiety when your kids are growing up. And it's hard for a parent to, to just, you know, get up one day and just be okay with the reality that your kids are going to grow up and they're going to have their own relationships and they're going to get married and have kids and have their own career and everything. And that's something that I always, I had that empathy for your dad, knowing that this is a difficult process for him. Um, and I think, I think I held a lot of grace towards him and a lot of understanding towards yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. One of the biggest learning lessons for me was also, how do I hold that empathy and grace for your dad while still acknowledging that the situation has been really hurtful and traumatic for me and for you? Mm -hmm. How can I kind of reshift some of that grace and empathy back towards myself and acknowledge the pain that this has caused for me and not just give all of my empathy towards other people? And I think that's been one of the biggest learning lessons for me and one of the biggest things that has allowed me to acknowledge my pain through this experience. Between the both of us, like this, we have different experiences of this situation as well, right? Like I am oftentimes on the outside of this whole thing and sometimes it can feel like I, I don't really, I'm not deserving of feeling the pain and the hurt of this because I'm not really in those conversations or in those situations. So it was really important for me to be able to reshift that empathy and that grace towards me and to hold that still for your dad, but to acknowledge that this has been a very painful experience for me and that this will impact me for the rest of my life and you and us. And I think that's the, one of the biggest personal learning lessons that I've had to bring towards this situation. Thank you for sharing that. I have to take a second to think of one of the biggest lessons or a lesson that I want to share. What you shared is really important. Mm -hmm. This aspect of grace. I don't know if it's a lesson, but it's just something to think about and reflect on if you're in a situation like this. I mean, it might be a clarification. I don't know where this is going to fit into the podcast. But this, like, this conclusion that there is no hate in this conversation. I don't hate my dad mm. for feeling how he feels. Mm. I have empathy. I have a grace for, how, for who he is and why he feels this way. He wants the best for his kids. Yeah. But in the process, he's causing us pain. Yeah. He's causing his kids pain. What can I say? There's been so many learning lessons that it's hard to pinpoint one. Maybe the one is go to therapy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, here, here's one. I got one. For anyone experiencing something remotely similar to an experience like this, where you no longer feel like you have control over the situation, 
if you have capacity, financial uh, resources, go to therapy. A lot of people tell me, you know, I have friends, I have people in my support group, and those people are amazing. Yeah. But a good therapist gives back so much that you've lost in a situation like this. Yeah. Which is centralizing yourself in the conversation giving yourself time to reflect because you're still working you're still going to school you're still living life throughout all of this you know this is not a full-time operation this is something at night on the sidelines if you have the capacity or capabilities to go to therapy do it yeah 100 percent. and we'll go into it we'll have another episode that talks strictly about your your our journeys Both of our with journeys. therapy yeah. and how that has been and largely has been because of this well not largely the reason why we've both done therapy is because of the situation and it has helped immensely um so yeah absolutely agree with with that do we want to start wrapping things up yeah i am extremely grateful to have someone like stephanie with me or experiencing this by my side. Yeah. I am very confident in saying that I don't believe many people can go through a situation like this and end up in a place like we have. This level of respect, empathy, grace, care for each other, care for our families, and also recognizing what we need to do to start the healing process and continue to heal. Yeah. That is a big deal. That is a big win. You know, the journey's not over. This podcast was made because we wanted to share an experience like this because we know people in our communities or wherever you are may be experiencing something like this. So there it is. It's not even that there are other people who might be experiencing this. It's the fact that this is an experience. This is our reality and that's okay. I think there is a lot of... It's not a shame, but like... This experience has never been represented. You know, I look to all of my friends and all of other young young folks and I don't I feel alone because I don't have anyone who I don't know of anyone who's gone through this situation. I can't connect with anyone who's gone through this situation. And I think that it's just goes to the nature of this entire platform that we're trying to build is to share these experiences share these hard reality experiences that ordinary people go through. And I hope even if you haven't, if you aren't going through anything similar, I hope that you're taking away something that maybe you can take to a friend of yours and who is going through something similar and to offer that support and to offer, to offer yourself to them because this is a really difficult situation, no matter who you are and where you're going or, or what the situation is. So this episode has been all over the place. <laughs> and again, very reflective of the nature of the situation. But I hope you all enjoyed this um, really open and authentic part of our relationship that we wanted to share and you know if you want to get in touch with us and we'll be happy to chat more about this because it's something that is an ongoing experience that we'll always have we'll always be learning about something new about this relationship so about this situation 
<laughs> we got an email and a phone number if you want to <laughs> chit chat about this more. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing us to share our experience, and hopefully you pulled some learning lessons and um, felt connected if you experience or have experienced something like this. So thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining Beyond Us. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time.